Well, welcome everybody to the Doctrine Matters podcast, and this is an episode where I'm coming to you from my dining room because my son is in my office and he is doing different things in there. So we're just going to do it right here because I want to talk to you about a few things. I want to talk to you about some stuff that's going on in the Southern Baptist Convention and Southern Baptist life, because if you have not been keeping up with what's going on in the Southern Baptist Convention, then you have been living under a rock if you are a Baptist. Now, if you're not a Baptist, if you're a Presbyterian, if you're some other denomination, then this probably doesn't apply to you. But the application of these things is going to apply to you because we are going to look from a biblical perspective at some things that are happening still in the Southern Baptist Convention. Now, many people will tell you that the Southern Baptist Convention has been on a liberal drift. We have seen the inclusion of the LGBTQ agenda. We have seen uh, the inclusion of abortion and and trying to not make abortion as big of a sin as it really is. They, they're limiting the use of the word murder. And there have been many conventions over the South and even all over the all over the, you know, the continent of America who have had some headbutting going on over the language used in abortion. We should be uh, abolishing abortion, not using this to increment attacks on abortion and ending that. But anyway, I digress. Uh, abortion, LGBTQ, liberal agendas, uh, social justice, woke movement, all those things have been happening in the Southern Baptist Convention. And, and there are some that are going to tell you that, that this hasn't been on a liberal drift, although it really has, if you have really been paying attention. And not only just a liberal, liberal drift politically, but a liberal drift theologically as we are moving away from the biblical text as God has given it to us. So one of the latest things, and let me just say this, if, if you are struggling or your church is struggling on whether or not to leave the Southern Baptist Convention, I believe the time is now if there ever was one. Uh, our church is not affiliated with the Southern Baptist Convention in any way anymore because of things like are, that are happening now. The liberal drift, the agendas that are taking place, the social justice movement, all of those things combined. Women preachers, uh, all these things have, have solidified our reason for pulling back and removing ourselves from the Southern Baptist Convention. We are still Baptist in nature as we hold to the Baptist Confession of Faith, and primarily the 1689 is what we're going to go back to. I believe the Baptist Faith and Message 2000 is very vague. It doesn't give us really a leg to stand on because it's too vague and wishy-washy, and you can go both ways. I realize that theology is not easy for a lot of people to understand, but I think it must be understood by people who profess Christ and belong to a denomination. I believe they need to understand what God has said in His Word not be driven by emotion, not be driven by anything other than God's word itself. So with that, uh, this is really one of the things that have come out lately. And uh, I would just tell you again, it's time to leave the Southern Baptist Convention if you are a church that has been contemplating it. And I know that there are people that would be out there saying, well, it's worth trying to save. And I, I would say this, we tried to save it in Nashville this past summer and uh, the conservative viewpoint really got put on blast by people from the stage and people in the media. So I, I believe the time to save the Southern Baptist Convention was this past summer. It didn't work. And it, 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 we are still on a liberal drift from that this summer. We have seen the president, the new president of the Southern Baptist Convention, have a plagiarism case put out against him. And, and there's been nothing done about that. I mean, he's plagiarizing sermons from J.D. Greer and other sources word for word. And I'm not going to get into that again. I think I've already spoke to that. Uh, but now we're seeing 
a man, James Merritt, who is a pastor in Atlanta, Georgia, who has held uh, many times, has been on committees, and he was actually at uh, Southern Baptist Convention this past, I can't remember what committee, he was on the Resolutions Committee, I believe, and uh, he he was the one that ranted and raved and hit the podium about if we were half as concerned about the gospel as we are social justice, then this world would be different. I'm paraphrasing there, but uh, that's one of the things that he said, and that's one of the things that ha- really brought some of the conservative people that were there some frustration because uh, without unpacking it again, we do care about the gospel, which is reasons we do not advocate for social justice. Anyway, I digress. But this is the man who has held, uh, he, he, he pastors a large church in, in Atlanta. He has been on committees in the Southern Baptist Convention. He has uh, just been hired on in at Southeastern uh, Baptist Theological Seminary as he has just been hired on as a faculty there. Um, I can't, uh, he, whatever it is, he has just become uh, some sort of visiting professor or something like that, uh, which means that he is now hired on by Danny Aiken, who Danny Aiken has been known to be one that has been uh, real woke in social justice lately and really helping that liberal lean, that liberal shift. But James Merritt is this prominent name in the Southern Baptist Convention. He has recently affirmed his gay son in preaching the gospel. Now, over the past several years, his son has been outed and has come out and and, and has proved to be gay and struggles with homosexual attraction and, and, and things like that. And he is preaching the gospel, and James Merritt has affirmed that preaching of the gospel. And I think as believers, we have to take a step back and pause and, and reflect on whether this is something that we should really be doing and affirming in our own lives. If we are sticking with the Southeastern or the the Southern Baptist Convention, if we're sticking with this, are we going to also affirm homosexuals preaching the gospel? And he, he would refer back to uh, different things in his, you know, uh, people preaching for the gospel, um, whether they do it out of contention Paul says, I rejoice because the gospel is going forward. However, this man is affirming a known homosexual and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I think that that is a problem when we read things like we find in the book of Galatians and and even 1 Corinthians chapter 6, we see that homosexuality is a sin. But I specifically want to read this to you in um, Galatians chapter 5. And uh, I, I don't know what I did with it here. Let me give me just a second. I'm going to pull this up. Galatians chapter five, and many of you are going to know this uh, passage of scripture. Uh, I already have it pulled up here. Uh, now, the works of the flesh. This is Galatians chapter five, starting in verse 19. Now, the works of the flesh are evident: sexual immorality, impurity, impurity, and sensuality. Now, these things, sexual immorality, homosexuality, would fall under sexual immorality. This is. I often say that sexual immorality, when you see it in the Bible, is is like an umbrella, and all types of things can fit underneath this umbrella, like homosexuality, sex outside of marriage, adultery, um, pornography. All different types of things can fit underneath sexual immorality. So the Bible is clear that sexual immorality is a work of the flesh, which is sinful. 
He goes on to say, now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So we have to see right here that this is a problem, that those who do these things, that those who actively engage in these things consistently will not inherit the kingdom of God. So if these people that are actively engaged in these types of things preach the word of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ, how are they not convicted with their way of life? How are they not convicted with their way of living? This is a problem. And then you have Mega church pastors in the Southeastern or the Southern Baptist Convention and a, a faculty member at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary who is affirming this man who happens to be his son in this sexual immorality, but saying his preaching of the gospel is going forth. I approve of this. I, I thank him for this. I welcome this. Uh, he's saying things that are simply unbiblical. And instead, he should be calling his son to repentance. This is a recent tweet uh, by James Merritt. He says, and I quote, let me let, let me pull this up, actually. Uh, I'm going to share this with you so you yourself can see exactly what he has said. I want to, because uh, I don't want you just to take my word for it. I want you to be able to see exactly what he is saying. Um, we're going to share that here and pull this up. Right here. Let me make this big, bigger for you so you can read it along with me. Regardless, and this is what he said November 23rd, regardless of who, pre and this is receiving backlash from all over the place. Regardless of who preaches Jesus or speaks truth, I rejoice when they do because I love Jesus and truth. I can approve a message even when I have disagreements with the messenger. I agree with Paul. I love rejoices with the truth, and that is the truth. Well, let me just say this. If we affirm people in their sin just because they're preaching the truth, we have failed to love as Paul has loved. I think truth is calling people to repentance when they need to be called to repentance. I believe truth is admonishing one another gently and firmly through the Word of God. I believe that truth is teaching the whole counsel of God, regardless of whether or not someone has been taught that way their whole life, regardless of whether they uh, have feel that emotionally or if they feel that it's okay or if they have or just wrestle with it. I believe the truth of God's Word going forth, regardless of the emotional aspect of it, is love. I do not think that it is appropriate to say that he rejoices even though he disagrees with the messenger. Excuse me. I want to read that again because I think it's important to us as we think about this in terms of the SBC. Regardless of who preaches Jesus or speaks truth, I rejoice when they do because I love Jesus and truth. Well, if you love Jesus and truth, James Merritt, you will call your son to repentance, biblical repentance and faith, and tell him to stop preaching until he has truly repented, seen uh, restoration, and comes back and then preaches if that's God's will. 
many men will stand up and preach outside of the will of God, and this is going to confuse many people. Here's what has happened. Many people that are considering themselves Baptist have affirmed James Merritt in his affirmation of his gay son preaching the gospel. So now you have an even greater divide in the Southern Baptist Convention because you have people that are saying that this is okay. They agree, and that's troublesome. I'm going to look here, and I'll put it back up on the screen. I want to see some of these replies here. Um, no, no, and no. James Merritt replies to Ben Hill. Uh, ben Hill says, he said Jesus was grumpy from hunger. He overreacted when he cursed the fig tree, and he was rightly angry this time in the temple. He implied Jesus was wrongly angry before the fig tree. If Jesus was wrongly angry, he sinned. That message was anything but brilliant. Uh, no, no, and no. James Merritt says, I'm going to get into this. Uh, I wish I could find um, somebody else who is prominent in the SBC, who has a, a, a prominent name, Bert Barber. Uh, he wrote up something that is very... Um, he wrote up something about this in affirmation of James Merritt as well, but I, I can't find that right now. But what I want to say is this, and this is just going to be a short message. I would love for you to look into this yourself, find out if you agree or disagree. If you agree with James Merritt, if you agree with his son preaching the gospel as an open homosexual, if you agree with this and affirm this, then you need to get in your Bible and see that this is sinful, that this man needs to be called to repentance, not be given a platform. If you disagree with this, then I believe that you need to be telling everybody you know, showing them what's happening in the SBC life. And I think it is time to move on away from the Southern Baptist Convention if you haven't done so already. My church has. Uh, they have been ready to do, do so a long time before we did. So I want to encourage you, are you truly seeking the will of God? Are you truly wanting to live for the glory of God? Are you truly wanting to, uh, you, for your church to represent biblical truth? If so, then you may need to take this long, hard look, and it should be a short look at this point, and remove yourself completely from the SBC. Now, I realize there are some strong men of God, some strong uh, men of God that are in biblical churches in the in, in Baptist life that are still going to say, hey, our church is going to be a part of this. That's Okay. Uh, that's between you and your church. I'm not telling you you're in sin if you stay in the Southern Baptist Convention, but I think there's going to come a point where if you remain in an entity that continues to promote unbiblical truth and unbiblical make unbiblical statements, you might just find yourself in sin. We all have to do the strong work of really researching out and knowing whether or not we are rightly staying because of biblical truth or if we're just staying because of tradition and what it's always been in our churches. So I want to encourage you, research these things, look at them. Don't just take my word for it. And then if you if you can, move on from the Southern Baptist Convention. And I just wanted to come on there and on here today and just give you that real briefly. Um, the Southern Baptist Convention is headed into a greater, greater, greater dumpster fire than it already is. And it's continuing. And Satan loves it. So I want you men and women of God that are listening to be encouraged that the word of God stands. The church will prevail regardless of what is happening in this denomination. So I would love to hear your comments, your thoughts, what you think about this whole thing, where you're at on this, what your church has done. Drop a comment in the YouTube link. Drop a comment on Facebook. Let me know what you think.
let me know what you what you what you uh disagree with what you agree with and um we'll go from there and until next time i hope you guys had a great thanksgiving it is the 27th of november right now a couple of days after thanksgiving hope you guys had a great one i know my family did and look forward to seeing you again soon have a great week have a great day and god bless